People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook. You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Welcome in, Brothers Talk family around the world, as we welcome you once again, wherever you're listening in and wherever your critical thinking and relevant conversations take place, we're promoting activism to uplift our people. And for first-time listeners, thank you for tuning in to help carry on the work of using our minds to encourage and educate, as well as endorsing and inspiring new and existing Black business opportunities to empower and enrich the Black community. Well, it appears COVID is our new reality, but we'll keep urging everyone to stay vigilant and be careful when you're out and about. Wear your mask because they also help prevent the spread of other respiratory infections like flu and RSV2. And you can also still get vaccinated along with those booster shots. So please take note that people are still dying at a rate of over 500 people a day from coronavirus or its complications each week. Maybe here to stay with us, but because too many people haven't gotten their vaccinations, even after over 1.1 million people have perished from the pandemic. But it's not over people, and we're just trying to do our small part. Just a thought, 1.1 million people is more than the population of Atlanta and Baltimore combined. So come on, people. We can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Noam. Thanks, Rod. Uh, as Rod said, and, and I want to um, want to thank our listeners for your continued support. And as Rod said, uh, it's not over when it comes to the virus. As a matter of fact, I just saw yesterday where there's a new strand and that's taken hold in California that's become the dominant strand. Um, uh, I don't recall the name of that new strand, but it's supposed to be highly contagious. Uh, for some reason, people seem to just are acting as if it's over. And we say that all the time, it's over. But all this has happened is what we, we all predicted from the beginning is that they're really not trying to find a cure for anything because now they're talking about we should be getting yearly boosters like the flu. They had mentioned that at the beginning of the pandemic, the beginning when they when they came up with the vaccine, and, and now it's come to fruition, that they're not trying to get rid of the virus. Uh, they just wanted another moneymaker. So you need to take responsibility for yourself and your family, go out there and get vaccinated, and wear your mask to protect your loved ones. No? Thanks, Scott. I just want to say to everyone, it's Black History Month again, and, and here we go. But the importance here is making sure that our young people understand our history, understand our struggle, and understand what we're trying to do today. It seems they're pretty much lost in the electronics and the technology that has been put forth before them. We have to get back to reading and understanding who and what we are and so we can move forward. So please, let's just reach out to our young people, give them a book, give them whatever, but let's just get back to understanding history. Rod? 
And we're in the post week of the most recent Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57, which was historic for the fact that it had two black quarterbacks who were starting and they both put on a great show. Um, but we are now in the process of recognizing that before we get too caught up in the celebratory action, there are some sports adjacent stories that we want to talk about. And I'll start with the fact that one of the things we saw was with Eric Bieniemy once again, having been the offensive coordinator for two out of the last, or excuse me, three out of the last four Super Bowls, that he still has not gotten an opportunity to be a head coach in the league when it's almost an automatic path for white coaches once they have even been to one Super Bowl. He's now been two, three, and one, two, and yet the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, who this was his first year as an offensive coordinator, he's slated to become the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And so it just once again highlights how the inequity in the NFL, which puts all of this information out there, like in the end zone, about in racism now, and they had the Black National Anthem before the Super Bowl. But when it really comes to visible signs, such as Black coaches and general managers being involved in the decision-making process, they're just a bunch of hypocrites because you still don't see anything, any positive results of the Rooney Rule. You know, uh, Rod, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you just said about the inequities in hiring coaches. I mean, you got these standards, and I, you got to wonder what are the standards? There's supposed to be some. Like you mentioned, uh, it's unusual for a guy to win a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator and doesn't get a head coaching job. The only situation I, I, that I can recall of that is uh, Brian Leftwood, Byron Leftwood, and Eric Bieniemy, who happen to be black offensive coordinators. Eric Bieniemy, this is his second Super Bowl that he's uh, they won, uh, appeared in three, but won two, and Byron Leftwood won one, and they're still not head coaches. Uh, I think that the public and black folks, somehow we got to stop talking about it and start being about it, organizing to try to bring the NFL to their knees in terms of attacking their, their sponsors, making, holding them accountable. Because right now there's no, no one holding them accountable. They're like slave owners, masters, and we're doing what the hell we want to do. We don't care about what the, what it looks like. We don't care what it is. This is what we're going to do because we're the slave masters. And that seemed to be the way that the, the approach that they're taking. And some somehow, somewhere, we got to organize to say, no, nah, no, nah, we, we're going to have to bring you to your knees. We're gonna, you're going to have to feel some hurt. You're going to have to feel some pain. And the way you make them feel pain is through those advertising dollars. You know, Scott, I agree with you 100%. I just wanted to basically touch on the fact that the players, if two thirds of this league are our people, they need to take a stand as well. We also have the Jay-Z's of the world who will sell us out at the drop of a hat for $10. 
And we've got to start to hold them, all of these people accountable as well. Because we on the outside just can't support change while they're still supporting the slave system. It has to be all of us. And those are great points because, Norm, you mentioned Jay-Z and you, Scott, you talked about the advertising dollars. And so we saw the halftime extravaganza with Rihanna. And so as brothers in this process, you know, we're not afraid to take on the Riri Army, I guess that's what they're called, because she said, along with Jay-Z, back at the height of the Colin Kaepernick kneeling uh, protest, that she would she had been invited to perform at the Super Bowl then and that she would never go perform for the slave masters in the process. But of course she's now signed to Jay-Z's rock nation. And it was Jay-Z who basically declared the time for kneeling is over. Once he got the contract from Roger Goodell to do the halftime shows. So you couldn't be more right Norm in how we got folks among us as the old saying goes, all skin folk ain't kin folk because they've sold out. And that seems to be the same thing with a lot of the players that, you know, you can't get them to put any real skin in the game, which is something I think you want to talk about though, Scott, in terms of how LeBron James is the exception to the rule. Uh, exactly. You know, and listening to you talk about that uh, whole situation with Rihanna, there are a lot of things that's wrong about that situation to me. Uh, one of them and, and, and that was more disgusting to me than anything is somehow this need of these uh, entertainers and performers, especially females, to demean themselves by all the sexually explicit acts that they're uh, 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 simulating on stage. When, when Rihanna grabs her crouch, I'm, I'm going, what's the significance of that? What's the point of that? What, what are you trying to say? All that did to me was demean you even farther. Here you are. Uh, you made it. You're rich. You're rich. You can do whatever you want to do, and yet you're still behaving like uh, you know some ghetto thug. The same thing with these 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 folks with the beehive and and the folks who support. I'm so sick of that group of people. The 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 just the the uh, I call it just the lack of maturity that you're going to go after some uh, some people because they say something negative about somebody that you like. Somebody who's a multi, uh, Beyonce may be a billionaire. Why not put use that energy and focus to do what LeBron James have, he's laid out a, a there's a, a, a map that, okay, I'm going to pay my, my best friends. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pay their way to get their graduate degrees, undergraduate degrees and graduate degrees so that they can run my businesses and we can be more successful. There's a model out there. And if you got the energy, not necessarily the resources that LeBron have, I just don't understand why we don't see more of that. And for those clowns, and that's what I'm calling them clowns who continue to support people like Rihanna, Beyonce, Jay-Z. I mean, it's sickening. It's disgusting that they have been allowed to dominate that space for so long. And you got these idiot grown people, supposedly adults, ready to jump on jump on uh, on a grenade for them. Scott, I'm going to answer your question. Basically, the crotch grabbing was a salute to ghetto, ghetto culture. 
in our community. That has become an acceptable form of art, communication, whatever. And that's what's actually destroying our people. And to see someone who is a billionaire on stage do something like that is not a good sign. It's pretty much the death note for our people. We, Where do you go from here? But unfortunately, that's where we are. And if we have this mentality, how can we do things like a LeBron? How can we actually go back, have the kind of mentality that someone would want to go back to our community and do something right and build a community up and invest in the community? You, you can't have both mindsets. And unfortunately, we chose for the latter. And not to mention, she was pregnant to boot. So... As you said, what's the point of tugging at your crotch in there? And so, you know, that's the kind of thing that we're constantly dealing with and why they won't celebrate uh, LeBron James any more than what he does on the basketball court. You know, you never see any real press around what he's done with his I Promise school and what he's done with the, you know, committing to put those 190 plus students through college, having providing breakfast and lunch for the kids at school, having a career center for the parents. He also provides transportation for the kids to get to school. And so the only real mention you get is when you see something like Jalen Rose being a little bit jealous, you know, about what LeBron is doing, talking about, well, I got a school too. Why don't they talk about my school? It's like, well, dude, that ain't the point. You know, why, why aren't you celebrating the fact that saying, Hey, you know, I just want to let everybody know I congratulate LeBron and we're all in the same boat of trying to do things to uplift our community. But, well, we got the crabs in a barrel kind of situation going on there. And so, Norm, you had a, uh, another issue about uh, another of the handkerchief heads and what he how he got his comeuppance with Michael Irvin. Well, I find it ironic that after all Michael Irvin has done and the many opportunities that he's been given, more so than anybody else, that he is now complaining and now he's the victim of being called out for his behavior. So, you know, I just wanted to discuss this because I found it ironic that he's now actually have a lawsuit going against the NFL network. You know, with Michael Irvin, uh, we're talking about a guy to, in my opinion, I don't know what he's doing outside of football other than, you know, ESPN on, on the NFL network. Uh, I don't know what he's doing in his community, but I've never heard about him doing anything in the community. And if if, if, if this clown think that somebody's going to support him after he had the reputation of doing what he did and what he did, what he's been accused of, uh, he was a guy that I never thought. And I'm not a decision maker, maker, but if I was, I wouldn't be putting Michael Irvin on TV to represent the whole community uh, of black folks, which is essentially. What it is, once you put a black person on TV, they, they're representing all of us. And to put a guy on there who had, yeah, and, and people, yeah, we all deserve second chances, but there should be some levels. You need to be able to earn that second chance to get back on TV. This guy was given multiple chances after, you know, being on TV with cocaine on his nose, you know. So uh, I have no sympathy and no support for uh people like Michael Irvin. Uh I, I mentioned that about the beehive and those people uh and how they're supporting Beyonce to the point 
that I don't know what the ticket prices of the tickets are, but you can't put a gun in my head and make me pay uh, ticket prices to see anybody perform. That money, if I need, if I need gratification from somebody else to please me that much, I got a problem. Something's wrong with me. Look in the mirror that oh, I gotta pay this money to go see Beyonce to make me feel a certain way. When you can be supporting a school or a family or a homeless kid or something to that effect, but yet these people are following Beyonce around the country, treating her like she walks on water. Kudos to Beyonce for her accomplishments. I'm not having an issue with Beyonce. Well, it's obvious I'm not a fan of her, but I'm not. Have, I don't have an issue with Beyonce. My issue is with the people who are supporting him, supporting her, and it's just I, I don't get it. Yeah, well, there's not much to really get there because, you know, you've always had idol worship. That's what it really comes down to is that you got folks who, as you said, they they have are so unfulfilled in their own lives that they really need to worship idols. And, you know, that's been a longstanding tradition in humankind. But for us as a people in particular, it's, it's much more damaging. Going back to the Michael Urban situation, but I just remember uh, last September, when Dak Prescott got hurt and there was a little bit of a groundswell in Dallas Cowboy land to, for them to pick up Colin Kaepernick as a backup because they didn't really know what they had. They really didn't have much, nothing in Cooper rush, but who was it that said, let's just stop. And Michael Irvin, I'll take Cooper rush. And so, you know, man, I'm sure I just say that because I'm sure any minute now with his defamation lawsuit, He's going to try to pull the black card. And I'm sorry, dude, we're going to take your car and cut it up. <laughs> and then I, I like to burn it after we cut it up. <laughs> Just so there ain't no coming back. Now, now I, I, I was, I was, as we were been talking about this whole situation with, beyond, with uh, uh, Jay-Z and Michael Irvin, you know, people like that who, who given this, this platform and LeBron James and LeBron James seemed to be the one, you know, no one's perfect, but LeBron seemed to have this roadmap, but we have other people. I mean, I haven't heard anything from, uh, you know, Bezo gave, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's always on TV, gave him that hundred million dollars. Van uh, Jones. Van Jones. And, and that's been almost a year now, and I haven't heard anything that Van Jones has done with that money for the help people in the black community who who are in need, desperate need of that kind of that kind of uh, funding. Uh, so you have people like that out there sitting on resources, and all of a sudden, you know, he was jumping up and down, wanting people uh, trying to get attention. Uh, everywhere, every time you turn around, Van Jones was popping up. If there was something happening in the black community, he was just like Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson. Now that he got that hundred million dollars, uh, where is he? Well, you know what we're looking at is a guy who, effectively, as we all know, was busy palling around with Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. So, you know, I'm glad he's not on TV anymore. That's the best thing for me. So, if he takes, if that hundred million dollars was enough payment for him not to be in front of my TV anymore, then I'm good with that. So we are, again, here in Black History Month. And so in our Black Business Spotlight, our ongoing challenge to everyone in the Brothers Talk universe is to do four things 
first find a new black business that you didn't know about every day, whether it's online or networking with a family member or friend. Number two, buy something from a black business each week. And number three, encourage and challenge everyone you know to do the same, especially those non-black people. And the fourth thing, let us know how you're doing with it as we'd like to be able to share it with the rest of the world. You finding businesses out there and tell us what you bought, we'd be more than happy to let the rest of the Brothers Talk universe know so you can share it with us and follow and communicate with us by sending your comments as well as your questions and show ideas to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So that's a wrap for this show. And as always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Until our next program, though, that we sincerely appreciate your time and interest and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.